Rituals are the foundation pulling us together, but it takes a community to support the rituals we need throughout our lives. Welcome to the journey of finding your community. Learn the knowledge of generations and how it applies to your everyday life. Tune in for an unconventional perspective on ancient wisdom and how it can change your life right now. I will tell you how to navigate this fast changing world with the power of the gifts you already have. Living your gifts with me, Susan Hawk, Ancient Applications for Modern Times starts now. Hi everyone and welcome to our first episode of Living Your Gifts, Ancient Applications for Modern Times. And I'm your host, Susan Huff. I am so excited. And I'm gonna tell you, this is my first time leading a podcast, so I'm a little bit nervous <laughs> to get this started. I invite you to join me every second Wednesday of every month as we discuss topics to help you find your gift and your community. And I'm so happy, Dr. Pat, to have you here today to talk about finding your, your mentor and a, is it a risk worth taking? Yeah, yeah. Well, each show, um, just to let you know, I will always start with a prayer because my teacher and mentor, Sabon Fusume, said that you should set an intention for everything you do. And her village prayers and rituals were just the way of life. Um, every, every moment was a prayer. So every episode will begin this way. I had thought I would begin with my own prayer for you um, as I was thinking and just trying to gather it. But I thought this is about mentoring. So I wanted to start with a prayer of Sabampus and also a prayer about women since um, this past Sunday was Women's International Day. So I ask you to just all of you listening in, thank you for being here and take a deep breath, get comfortable while I say this prayer. And, and really breathe it in and, and make it your own prayer because things may feel uncomfortable what I'm saying. So you need to maybe translate it your way. So take a couple of deep breaths and let's begin. I call unto the spirits of this land, the spirit of my ancestors, especially the spirit of all the wild, wise women who have ever roamed this earth all the wise women who have brought forward their medicine, all the wise women who have been the warriors, the protectors of life and the bringers of life, the ones who are responsible for us being here to come and join us in this today. For it is only through your presence, for it is only through your blessings that we can achieve what we are here to achieve. So please bring us your wisdom and your guidance. Bring us your ways, the ancient ways that we have sometimes forgotten. Bring it back into consciousness, into our mind, our spirit, and into our soul. Come and shake those bones in us so we can remember. Come and allow us to dine and commune with you once again, as we used to do with you. Come and make the old ways as natural to us as possible. May all the wild women from all traditions come and hold this place sacred and open the gateways of wisdom and knowledge so we may enter and drink from the well of the wisdom that women hold. Ashe. Mm. 
I just love that prayer. And um, but I guess uh, it, it gives me more and more gratitude of what it was like to really have um, a mentor by Subanfu. And, um, and now you. So Dr. Pat, I, I want to welcome you and give you so much gratitude for having me on Transformation Talk Radio. And I'd like to ask you, what mentor has had the most positive influence in your life? Wow. Uh, first of all, let me thank you for starting the show, your first show, yes. at such a high vibration and bringing in the spirit of someone whose shoulders we stand upon even to this day. And I'm really struck by that in, in the spirit of so many things. You know, whether you're all consumed by the headlines, you are all consumed by the day-to-day -day of your life, whatever that is, you know, there's one thing to remember for me to remember is that I really do stand on the shoulders of so many people. And, you know, I have had such a wide range of mentors in my life. And a lot of times, Susan, you know, this is interesting. A lot of times I hadn't thought about it, but a lot of times when we talk as women and we talk about mentors, we talk about other women. And certainly the most transformative mentor I've had is Sidonia Cahill, right? The woman that taught thousands of people about wisdom circles and the, and the tradition and got very little credit for it. Um, and so she, for me, was the most pivotal mentor that I had later on in my life. But I've had many along the way. I've seen courage in the workplace. You know, I had a boss that so saw in me so much that he wanted me to go back to school at night when I worked for the phone company. He said, and you know, but, but how badly did he want that? Right. Let's talk about risk if we could, because that is what we're talking about. Right. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Well, what did we learn about risk from those that have mentored us? I'll never forget this. And this is just one story. Brian McGorry. Brian McGorry. All my old Bell Labs folks that are listening, you know Brian. Brian McGorry. Young guy comes in. They give him a 50-person room of women managing payroll for Bell Labs, right? But he was such a believer in moving people forward. And back in the day, let's just go back in the day, back in the day, anything you did for a woman was a high risk. Absolutely. So a lot of folks listening to this show, you know, a lot of the younger folks are like, what, the, what are these two talking about? But let me just say, we live in a very different time that isn't so much different, but you can't get away with stuff you used to get away with. So Brian kept saying to me, you've got to go back to school. You will not continue to get promoted. You've got to go back to school. And honestly, I could hardly put a sentence together, Susan. Well, well, and also he was honest. Like he didn't try to say, uh, he wasn't like being, you know, sucking up to you and being like, hey, he was like, go back to school. I mean, that's what you want in a mentor. Somebody who's going to say, 
what are you doing? But I couldn't go back. I said to him, Brian, I'm a clerk. We're all clerks. We're called clerks in here. <laughs> That's what they call us. We are all clerks. Clerks cannot leave early to go to school. And I said, Brian, Fairleigh Dickinson is down the road. It takes me 45 minutes from here to get there. The classes start at 5.30 or they start at 8.30. I said, by the time I go to class at 8.30, I am burned. I come into work. We work overtime. And I said, I don't know how to make it work. You know what he said to me, Susan? Mm-mm. Brian McGorry. I learned from my mentors. You know what he said to me? He said, I'm going to get your tuition form. I'm going to fill it out. You're allowed to leave 15 minutes early. I want to see the classes you're going to take. Let's get, the, let's get your tuition paid for 15 minutes early. The day came that I was to start school, and I walked out of the payroll room. 15 minutes early to go to school, you could have heard a pin drop. And I came in the next day and everybody said, you got Brian in trouble. I'm like, right, what? I said, you, and so I I walked up, I said, what happened? He said, it's nothing for you to worry about. He said, you know what? I went, I ran this, what did they used to say? I ran this up the, what's the expression? The flagpole or something? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. He That's said, we're going to change the policy so everybody in this room can leave work early. Now that's risk. Here's a guy that put him, and he, he was, I'm telling you, he was on an accelerated path to great things. And he didn't even blink. So what's the lesson from that, Susan? Well, I don't know, but everything I've ever done that's mattered, there was a risk involved. I mean, you know, I read Sabonfu's book. I mean, how I found my mother is I read a book and I had to have my community. I took the book to every freaking friend I had. Like, you got to read this book because in her village, women gather um, when a, when a, mother's pregnant and the baby speaks to the mother, what the gift is it's bringing in. And that to me was like, 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 I believe everybody has a gift. I believe that we all, you know, I, all I could think about is, man, I wish somebody had my mom in a circle so that I, I would be supported and my name would be mean my gift. Right. So I got on the internet. I finally, I, I got off my butt and said, I guess I need to find this woman. I guess, guess she needs to, you know, I need to know her. Like, I need to know about these people. And so I got on the internet and found a place she was teaching in South Carolina and um, called them. And they gave me a phone number and I started calling a phone number. And I mean, I called that phone number about a hundred times. Every once in a while, somebody would answer and say she's not there. And I'd think, why doesn't this woman have a freaking uh, answering machine? She's got two books out there, no answer machine. But I didn't give up. And finally, one day, she just answered the phone and she said, yes. So she was taking a risk with me, too. She didn't know me. And I said, yes, what? She said, yes, I'll do what you want. Call my assistant tomorrow. I've been calling her home number. But it was the best risk I ever took in my whole life. No kidding. The whole trajectory of my life. It, I mean, this is why I'm on the show. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have something amazing to talk about if I had never met her. I mean, I have other mentors that are amazing, don't get me wrong, but not somebody that 
actually just took me to places that my heart needed. You know, there, there are, I, I, I put mentors in several categories. I made this up. So I don't know if this is like a real thing or not. I, like I don't know. But I made this up because I am part of a program uh, where we had to look back in our lives. And we had to look very deeply back everything, everything we had ever done, anything we'd ever done wrong to somebody else. And I remember thinking this at the time when I reflected back. And then later on, after meeting Sidonia, I came up with there are four different types of mentors, if we want to call them mentors. I don't I don't call them mentors and coach. I'm saying a mentor is a mentor. Could be a coach. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But I came up with four kinds. There's the, the first kind, which Dan Vandermoss was, one of my other bosses. They are instructive disciplinarian mentors. And what that means is they're going to cut to the chase and they're going to say to you, you know what, Pat, I really believe in you, but you have got to stop, stop crazy town behavior right now. That's that one. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah. That he, I should he, be taking notes. I'm going to have to listen to my own podcast. I like right, it. right. But, but that's crazy town. That's like, right. uh, you're doing a great job, but I got to tell you what you just did in front of the whole room of people embarrassing me, crazy <laughs> town category, stop or you'll get fired. Right. Thank you. So that's that group. Like it. Then over here is Sedonia Cahill. These are the people that take us on a spiritual journey. And we don't even have a clue that's what's happening. And I don't know about you, but for me, she showed up in a way that I didn't officially ask for. She showed up because my boss wanted me to go out in the desert on a vision quest with her and steal every technique and approach she had so he could use it. Wow. So those are the two bookends. But what you're talking about today is when you say yes to a mentor and a mentor says yes to you, it doesn't come without risk. It, it doesn't come without risk. And yet, if you don't listen to it, you lose this huge opportunity to step into something new and exciting that can make you, yes, feel like I'm vulnerable today. I took a risk. This is this is me being mentored to, by you to take a risk. Um, but I, I think that you also, you know, you can take the risk with the wrong person and still learn because you find the things that aren't good about it too. I mean, the lessons of taking a risk with a mentor, a mentor can be somebody who doesn't work, but brings you so much transformation that you, you just can't even believe it. Uh, look, this is part of why we're here today. We are in a world, right, that is calling for mentorship and mentee alike to come together to continue the cycle of that, to continue the cycle of that energy. And people say, I don't even know where to begin to find a mentor. What would you say to them about that? Well, I mean, I, I think I'd, I'd start looking at what I love. I'd start looking at what ignites my fire inside of me. What, what makes me feel alive? I mean, when I read that book, I felt alive. There was something inside of me that woke up that I, I don't, it could have been a past life as far as I'm concerned. I don't, I don't know, but there was something that I, if I hadn't done it, 
I would have been so remiss. I think um, part of me would have, have died and maybe the trajectory of my life would have gone a totally different way. Oh, do you think? Yeah, yeah I know. R right? Yeah. I, 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 I mean, with other spiritual teachers, but she, she was my teacher, you know, she, she was the, the, the biggest teacher I've ever had, to mm -hmm. be honest. And the biggest teaching started right at the beginning. I got, I picked her up from the airport. It's a great little story. And yes. so I'm, I'm in the car with my, with my best friend, Jennifer Halls, a great intuitive. And we're, we're playing nice, you know? I think, you know, I'm pretending I'm just so spiritual and I am so with it. And um, I'm doing this like thing and Jennifer's doing it too. And if you knew Jennifer and I together, you would never think that's who we are, right? So we're doing this little, you know, sweet thing. And all of a sudden she's in the back because she wouldn't sit in the front, which kind of threw us off to begin with for that. And she says, tells us some fart story. I was like, I, I kind of roll my eyes, look to the left because Jennifer's driving and like, what is going on? And then all of a sudden I tell a story about my dad who used to roll the windows up and say, girls, and he let a fart and we'd all like laugh. And she said, later I said to her, why? Why did you bring up that fart story in the car? And she said, you were acting like my stuff was different than yours. And yeah. I knew that you were not going to be my person if that I be teaching with if you hadn't joined in hmm. did that, well, how did you can I let's 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 talk real how did you react to that because Sedonia all these mentors that that we're talking about today but Sedonia in particular she would say stuff to me and I'll tell you the hair would stand up sister Ooh, uh, that would be like uh, you didn't just say that to me. And well, yeah. what I learned was, you know, Pat, you're not, you're just not that important. You're unique, you're special, you're blessed, but you just are not that important. Well, but, and they role modeled it for us. And they, they didn't think they were just Thank that you. important. You know, Sabanfu said, my name means keeper of the rituals. It's no better than what your name means. Mm. It's just what we, what I know, you know, and there was, there's something in our culture. We're so isolated. We're so lonely. And I mean, talk about this virus thing, talking about people feeling lonely and more isolated. Like, let's just go run into our homes. I mean, it's, it's, it's scary. Even more so people need to really reach out and talk and, and be connected. But this loneliness thing that there was something about when she said to me, my gift is no better than yours. And I thought, everybody has a reason. Everybody has a purpose. And we think it's all about what we're doing, but it's really about who we're being. It has, it's, it's who am I going to be in this world? Yes. I'm so blessed I get to work in what I love, but. Well, you and I have something interesting in common as well, because this is, this is the first of several shows, right? That we're going to bring to people. But here's the thing I, I, I want to explore with you. Both of us, our mentors, my mentor died suddenly on a trip I was supposed to be on with her in Morocco. Suddenly, dramatically and you gotta know it with Sidonia, right 
you had to know she was, she was, I know she's listening right now. You had to know she was not going to go in some sort of whisper, right? And so the Jeep flips over on a dirt road in Morocco oh because they're having fun. And do you think she could just pass in a car? No. Flips over, lands on a stake, and it goes right through her heart. And when they told me that, I smiled, and the people in the room were like, why are you smiling? And I said, of course, that's the message. I said, of course, that has been her message for all of us. That has been the message for the world. Of course, that happened in that way. It is something we will never forget. You'll never forget her. But what was it like for you? Because the passing of a mentor is devastating. Yeah, she was, she was my person, you know, when it happened three years ago. And um, she'd been sick. You know, she, you know, I, um, she grew up in a village where they had dirty water, you know, and, but she was tenacious. This woman was the most tenacious person I've ever met in my life. And she had a will to live each day up until the end doing what she was meant to do i mean this woman was amazing so i i she came to see me right before she went to europe and then from europe she went back to burkina faso and um, she had to see she always had to see where i was like she i was like why don't you let me come to you because she's sick i mean she could barely walk at the end but she was still teaching and she had been going on like that for a while so even though you thought she might die she had like been alive and kept herself alive for so long you thought well maybe she's not gonna die <laughs> you, you know because she had this will that was unbelievable so it was kind of just the opposite you thought she was gonna die and then you then I got past and I thought well she's not gonna die this woman just can do anything and I'm sure the pain she lived with and you just when spirit was in you would wouldn't have had a clue but so when she went, she called me right before the election and uh, right. She left on the day of the election in 2016 and um, called me from France and said, oh, honey, I'm so sorry. Probably shouldn't say that, but that's what she said. And um, and she's she kind of she went back to Burkina and I didn't I didn't. Um, I didn't know I was going to lose her, even though I always there had oh. been other, other years where I had thought I would. Yeah. But for some reason, I hadn't thought that because she kept living. And so when it all went down, I had a dream. She came to me in a dream. And I'll share that dream and at another time because it was so profound. But um, she's working on the other side. She has a lot of people she works with. And uh, she, I mean, she kept me awake the day she died. I'd go to lay down. And I, I stayed awake for four days taking phone calls. Four days. And she would say, honey, you got to talk to this person. They're sad. And I'd be like, oh, okay, you know, get up and do it again. But it changed everything. I grieved like I've never grieved. I'm still grieving. Yeah. You know, I'm still a little mad at her. I, I like doing it with her, to be honest. But uh, the further I get from it, the further I know that it's time for me to step up. And um, No kidding, right? Right. So let, I, let, we're going to go to break here in a second. But this is something I want to talk about. And this is something we should share when we come back. Absolutely. But go ahead. Stepping up. See, 
it takes sometimes a little bit longer for me to like get it, like stepping up. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not doing things in the world. But I'll tell you, I wake up sometimes in the middle of the night. I said to Linda, I woke up the other night at 111. She said, why? I said, all I could hear from Sedonia, who I never dream about, Susan, all I heard was, you need to get the research we started on vision questing out of your file drawer and publish it, Pat. Yay. 111 in the morning. In the, like, right? But when, when we come back, what is it that mentorship means today? Because what I'm finding, Susan, and maybe you can address it, I was so grateful for mentorship throughout my life. And someone said to me a couple of days ago, uh, uh, someone maybe about half my age said that mentorship is a lost art. And I want to talk to you when we come back. What was the most difficult mentorship situation? And what did you learn from it? Hmm. Well, I, I, I'm going to ponder on that as we go to break. But I want to read a beautiful quote that really touches me and kind of brings us together. And it, it's one of Sabumpu's quotes. And it's with one person, you can see very far two people you can see more but if you have a whole group of people around you really caring it helps you fulfill your purpose and so um that's it let's go let's go to break and i and i want to just read the inscription from this book mm -hmm. this is the last thing i got from her and it was a book that she published with two other people who literally took credit for her work and this is the last thing she wrote to me she said, for Pat, many blessings to you and your path. That is a discussion. I don't know if we're going to get to everything today. So, yeah, let's go to break. Okay. Let's go to break. All right. Are you ready to transform your life and embrace magical experiences? Talking to Tannis with your host, Tannis McRae, is here to help you find your joy in life. Tune in live every first and third Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Let's awaken your experience and create the change necessary to take back your right to choose who you are. For more about Tannis, visit TalkingToTannis.com. Have you ever wondered what your pets think about? Do you know what your pets are saying to you? Dr. Monica will be your pet's translator to help you understand what your pets are trying to communicate to you. Enhance the bond with your furry friends on Pets Talk with Pet Communicator, Dr. Monica, each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information about Dr. Monica, visit PetCommunicator.com. It's time to get your life back on Burn Bright Today with Jennifer Marcinelli. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to move from the darkness of burning out to the light of burning bright. Jennifer is redefining stress and the energetic causes of burnout, shining a light on process to get your life back. For more information about Jennifer and her work, visit BurnBrightToday.com.
Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Tales from the Merworld with Amira Bath, exploring the mysteries of Atlantis and Lemuria, airing every second and fourth Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time. Tales from the Merworld Radio is a blend of mythology, theology, and ancient history, and Amira's own soul channelings. Are you ready to explore and validate the possibility that we are much more than our Earth bodies? Amira Bath's Tales from the Merworld Radio hold safe space discussions for remembrances and memories of topics like multidimensional existences and simultaneous lives. Together, we will be raising our vibrations through stimulating conversations and the opening and releasing of the remembrance of our soul purposes for this incarnation. Join me, Amirabeth, for Tales of the Merworld Radio. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific Time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living LLC. For more information about Karen, visit karenbenton.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. This is Living Your Gifts Radio with Susan Huff, the host of this fabulous show. It is about ancient applications for modern times. And she has invited me to hang out and do the show with her. Uh, and I so love this. This is such an interesting concept, right? To have people come together, work together in one of the most competitive arenas on the planet media right new study just came out talking about how competitive it was oh it's it makes me crazy because i truly think what i would love to see happen is it's i think uh the biggest gift i've learned from my mentoring with sabumpa was the value of community and collaboration oh. and so when i i get to collaborate with you i was like this, it, it lights my fire again. Like that's what you want. Somebody oh, yeah. who helps you to get ignited and excited and, and makes you better. I mean, when I said when two come together, when three or more and being ruthlessly able to be ourselves yeah. and know that like, I'm going to be so much better at this because of you. you well, know? before we get too much further, Susan, I want people to know three things before because we're going to get rolling here sister yes. and we're going to forget i want people to know how do they find out more about you how do they find out about the work that you're doing because you're doing a body of work that we didn't even start to talk about yet and yeah. then you have an announcement which i don't know if you can make it yet but people should know about what is going to be delivered in the spirit of what we're saying so how do they get you you go to livingyourgifts.com for one thing. And, and you know, I, I wear many hats. 
So I also have a nonprofit that was Sabampu's nonprofit that I've been a part of since the beginning called wisdomspring.org. So, um, and that's the part of me that I work with teenagers and help teenagers find their gift in a, in a fundraising event. And we put water wells to save the lives of indigenous people in Africa and India. So, um, my life is full and I couldn't do it without all of the support of my community and my people. Like I have my friend Carrie here. If she wasn't here. I would have lost my mind before this. You know, Hi, there's, Carrie. So, Hi. there's so many people that play in the background that are not the background people. It wouldn't happen without people supporting me. And I have a book that I've written about walking with Sabonfu. So there's a lot going on. When we think about this, and before the break, I ask you a question, and let's yeah. talk about this a minute. When, when we talk about some of the experiences you and I are sharing today, they sound beautiful, and they are. You know, they sound like, why are these two talking about risk, right? Sorry, Benny, I'll back off my mic right there. Um, why are these two talking about risk? Well, we should talk about the reality of how scary having a mentor, especially a mentor you did not know was going to be your mentor, but self-assigned themselves. And, uh, and they don't have to be long-term mentors. But I can think of a scenario that I was scared out of my you-know-what. What about you? I mean, that was a very fun story. But mentorship does have risks. It, it does can, you can you think about any uh, scenario for you like that? I think about a risk. Um, I had been asked by some friends of mine at, at Hunt, I'm from Leesburg, Virginia, to bring in a guru, right? And I, I was on the path. I was really trying to figure out where do I want to, where, where do, does my heart, is my heart being called? I wanted to open up. I knew my spirituality wasn't typical at the time. And, um, I had uh, a friend say, hey, will you bring in this guy? And I'm not going to say his name. I mean, he was uh, in, from the Indian tradition. And I said, sure. So he comes into him. So he comes into my house and he, I mean, he had a huge following and it was all about peace. And um, my son was three, maybe six months old at the time, maybe a little bit older, but he was, he had a fever. Um, but he didn't have it until they got there. So he got here and he's seen people in my backyard and people are coming in more people than I had even thought were going to be around. And I'm noticing that people are not in their bodies. And I'm wondering what is going on and Branner spikes a fever and people and I go downstairs and I say, hey, you know, my, my kid is, is struggling. I, I, you know, we need to reel this in a little bit and it just didn't happen. Uh -huh. It didn't happen. And so at the end of the evening, I, it's time for me to sit with this guy. Right. So I sit with him and I, I thought he was going to be my teacher. And he says, I said, what is going on in this house? <laughs> like <everybody laughs> is out of their bodies and they're, and they I can't, uh, I, I don't understand this. Like, it doesn't feel good to me, but everybody else other than me is pretty darn happy. Right. <laughs> and then into this and he looks at me and he says, you're just not enlightened enough to be able to go where they go. And I looked at him and I said, well, huh. 
if this is enlightenment, I don't want it. Come to find out, lots of my friends followed him. He would go and molest women that were his followers. Are you kidding? No, I kid you not. Yeah. So, but, you know, I guess... I guess I don't believe, I, I, I guess I'm not surprised, but I am surprised. Do you know what I mean? I'm conflicted. That's the term. So I learned a lot. I learned, you, you know, I'm, I, I love community, right? I do. I love community. And there were people there. They did leave him finally. Thank goodness they left him and they, they figured it out. But, you know, I listened to that gut. And I also had other people in my community that were like, ah, this doesn't feel good, you know? But, um, uh, I learned, I learned really listen to yourself and speak up because, you know, there's been other times when I didn't speak up that further down the road got me in more trouble, right? Uh, got you in more trouble. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Well, I mean, we, we each get these opportunities. The mentors show up in our lives. A lot of times we don't know where they come from. We actually don't even know that they're mentor, but they show up. I did an angel list. Uh, about five years ago, where I listed every angel that ever showed up in my life. Cool. Everybody from, you know, Brian McGorry to when I was homeless, right? And the hot dog guy giving me a job at the hot dog cart. Um, I, I listed those. And I, I, I think the question is, why? Why did they decide to show up for me? Why? And I think this is the question. What is our why around mentorship? And it's so important because I learned my why from Sedonia. And I know you learned your why as well. But I wouldn't be doing this show if I didn't learn something from her mentorship. Oh, I mean, I wouldn't be doing a lot of things if I didn't learn. I mean, I wouldn't have even gotten into this whole thing around water. I mean, bringing water to, you know, villages and, and doing that aspect of myself really would not. I mean, I, I was a social worker before, but that part of me would have never opened up, you know. But the irony of it is, is that it's, it's, in, it's in me. There, and it, it is waking up. You know, in Sabumpa's traditions, they feel you carry your stories in your bones, mm. right? So. Yeah wisdom there so my bones with her got fired up and the stories I think not just from this lifetime but from all lifetimes came in so what's getting fired up in your bones and sometimes what gets fired up in your bones that isn't good is also a sign too what do you need to burn free up right yeah. what patterns did you get from your lineages that you don't want to carry anymore and what do you want to but isn't that why you're doing this show, or at least one of the reasons why we're doing this show today, but more importantly, why you've said yes to be called forward, right? And I think about this idea about being called forward in the short time you and I have known each other, and I've seen now all the other yeses that are showing up, you know, the documentary film, uh, putting a one page in front of a book agent, so many different things. But here's the thing I want to ask you about. You and I could very easily walk away. We could turn around and we can walk away, right? But there's something about our path, like, like Sidonia wrote. There's something about our path. Even if we don't know 
the next footstep. We know we've got to move forward. What is it for you, Susan? Well, I mean, <laughs> I used to think when I, I remember thinking, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to become spiritual. And so my life is going to be grand, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, but once you step on that route, there's no getting off of it. You may turn wrong here or there, but you're, you're on your path. You're on your path. It's almost like um, you, you finally you just surrender to it because going back would be totally not me. I, I can't imagine, even though it's, there's, you know, cancer, craziness in my life, there's just no way I could go back to, to being unconscious again. Um, because I think we all have to wake up. We all have a reason we're here and we all have to move forward on our unique paths and walk together too. It's got, you know, you're not, we can't walk alone. We got to walk together and, and know that I'm better because of you. I mean, you stepped in, I got that email. I mean, don't know how to do a podcast. I love Isn't that funny? Well, they don't, folks may not know. Uh, but we don't know how we find people. You know what I mean? It's like this intuitive mag, this magnet. And we just don't know how things line up. Then you get an email from one of us and you're like, what is this? Well, normally I just delete that thing. Let me tell you, I would, I would have, okay, I mean, literally Carrie was here. I, I opened it up and I said, I, I think I'm going to say yes. I didn't know what I was saying yes to, but there was this pull yeah. inside of me, just like with Sabumpu's book. And I like a lot of things, you know, when with the documentary and walking for water, a teenager came up to me and said, they walk for water. Why can't I? And I was like, Oh. why can't we I've never done a fundraiser in my life you know but you step in it's it's something that just kind of it's a it's like you said a magnet that you just can't resist it once it, it's in you know it, it's woken up right mm -hmm. so I, I don't know you 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 showed up when I needed you to show up and um you know, after losing Sabonfu, I didn't, I didn't know if I was going to have somebody show up again, you know, and um, I do know, I, I, I really do know. And let's talk about that. Because we talked about, perhaps maybe our first mentor, maybe, you, you know, you're talking about Sabonfu, I'm talking about Sedonia, right? Was she your last mentor? Obviously not, because I'm sitting here looking at you. And <laughs> And, and I don't think, I think my teens mentor me. I think every person that yeah. I come into contact with is teaching me something, helping me to grow, making me better. Um, and it's a constant choice. You know, I, it's a constant choice to step in and bring myself fully there and to be fully present. And um, I, I have so much gratitude. I mean, the documentary coming out when I told you, oh, PBS picked up my doctor. Tell, tell folks about that. Let's take a minute and share as much as you can share well, about that. Because you're so humble. It's like, oh, yeah, documentary. I'm like, what? Yeah. I mean, that's what happened. You and I were talking. And I said, oh, yeah, 
there's been a documentary made called 20 miles of glass it's about my youth project walking for water where my teenagers have we've put in almost 30 wells at this point to save the lives of you know hundreds and thousands of people have been touched by these teenagers who work tirelessly for me to make a difference uh, and they do it and they find their gift in the project and they make the logos they you know they they get sponsors they they do it all they're they they write press releases. These kids are amazing. Well, a young man named Coulter Johnson, who um, is just a fabulously young man, knew, knew Sabonfu since he was a child. And uh, he wanted to uh, make a documentary on her nonprofit and on the work that we're doing. And he, he I, I shout out to Coulter because he did a fabulous job, lifted films. And my brother-in-law, Craig Cornwall, also helped him like to like get it to PBS format. And PBS picked us up. And it's it's the last time that Sabumpu was really documented in the United States. And wow. I'm in it. And Kristen Karen Sheckwood, kid, teenager coming to me, wouldn't have thought of doing a walk if it hadn't been this kid coming up to me and saying, they walk for water, why can't we? I mean, it's it just shows you it takes community and it takes risk and it takes coming together and really bonding you know so 20 miles of glass pbs picked it up we you know different locations it'll be shown all over the country and i couldn't be more touched and honored and grateful to be a part of it so that's my wisdomspring.org you can always give to my projects at wisdomspring.org and you can look at these kids and see what a difference they're making in the world it's just amazing well i think it is because you know part of what happens sometimes when we meet people like sedonia we get called to a, a higher purpose and she would say that um right after my vision questing with her and then becoming part of the co-council that took people out, I got involved with uh, a coming of age program. And it was a group of young folks that would go on a full year journey, a nine month journey. And you watch them go from what most people would call uncontrollable, unmanageable, all the D's, ADD, all of the, any label you could ever get a child nine months later after vision questing building their own sweat lodge taking journeys together and you listen to the credo that they read in front of a thousand people wow that's what you and i are here to share that level of transformation because i was transformed and so were you by this mentorship journey. And so were many others because my teens live it. You know, uh, youth, we, we have to step up for our youth. We have to step up for our youth. And when some kid comes to you and says they need your help, if it's not your deal, it's your deal to go and help them find a mentor because they deserve to be mentored. They deserve to be mothered, not just by that little isolation in our homes. It's time. It's time for us to, to give them what they need because they have a gift. And when we're long gone, we want them to carry that gift and we want them to make a difference and, con and continue the process. And so that's what I believe in. And that's what Sabonfu gave me. It's, it's time to step up. 
we have to mentor each other. We have mm-hmm. to do it. Have you ever had a scary mentorship interaction? Let's talk about this because sometimes when we talk about mentorship, we it's as if we don't have our own emotions. We don't have our own angst around it. Have you ever had one of these interactions perhaps with Savanfu where you were, ju- you, you were just afraid? You were afraid of what was she gonna say? Oh my gosh, yes, she was bad man she could uh, she she could like reel into me but i'm after the first time i brought her to dc um she said to me we're gonna do a grief ritual next time i was like i'm not doing a freaking grief ritual i did not want to do a grief ritual there was something in my body that was so against doing a grief ritual and she said oh no honey i said i haven't lost anybody at the time i hadn't lost my parents i hadn't had any big deaths in my life and she said this is not just about death. This is about dreams. This is about, um, you know, divorce. This is about all kinds of things that you can grieve. And I was like, I'm not doing it. I mean, I fought it and I didn't fight often with her, but I'm for about two or three months. I was like, I'm not doing that. And finally she said, I'm not coming if you don't do it. Well, you know, that, uh, I didn't want her not to come because right. my, my spirit knew I needed it. And I, I have to tell you, I did that grief ritual and it changed my life. Uh, it let me finally let go of all that sadness. And, you know, we right now, we're not just carrying the sadness of our own personal grief. We are carrying world sadness and we need to be able to talk about our fears and our grief and our stories. And because if we're in it alone, it gets too, way too blown out of proportion and big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I think that one of the things too is I can think like of so many of these scenarios, I can feel the emotion too from it where when I think about, well, Pat, why were you scared? Were you afraid because of the who the person was? Were you just shy? I'm an introvert. So having any kind of outer interaction with someone that I now know was my mentor, little scary, but I don't think these happen for no reason at all. No. You know what I mean? No. I, I think they happen because there's something that you and I are to take away and then do something with it. Can we talk about that? Because a lot of times folks don't associate mentoring with doing. And I know this series here, this is going to be helping people along the way of not just seeing their gifts, but doing something with it, right? Absolutely. And I I actually want to always um, talk about rituals because rituals give you a something tangible to do um and you know i know sometimes we don't even think we have the time or the energy or the wherewithal to even be a mentor let's share something because i know we've got a few minutes left i know you wanted to literally leave folks with something here and every every week i every month i hope to leave with a ritual so i want you to take this into your heart as i read it um it's a quote it is very helpful periodically to give something away in order to make room for what your heart needs and that's a sabonfu quote so that's we're going to start with something small. We're not going to make you jump all the way into the fire like we like to, but I want you to find 
something in a drawer or closet that you're ready to get rid of. And I don't want it to be easy. Like, I don't want it to be something like, oh, I don't like that anymore. I want it to be something that's a little <laughs> bit difficult to give up, right? And I want you to decide you're going to give it away knowing that you're making space to open up and take a risk. Like, it's symbolic. I am giving this away so that I am making space inside of me to take a risk, to find my mentor, to get more in touch with my gift and my community. And so I would want you to start with a, an intention because remember at the beginning, I said, so important to have an intention. So I'm going to give you an example of an intention, but take you sit with it, go to your closet, find something. And after you do call upon your ancestors or those guides that you believe in, those ones that you know can help you in the best and highest way to help you to let go, to move out things, to clear the way so you can have the courage to trust that you are opening and taking a risk and finding your mentor in your community. And then I would just say, thank you, thank you, thank you. But uh, I would say Barca, Barca, Barca from Sabonfu's tradition. So take a risk, clear out objects, and trust that you're being guided on your path always. And I am so grateful to you, Dr. Pat, yeah, for giving you. me this amazing opportunity to work alongside you and with you and to be mentored by you because it just feels right. So find your mentor, everyone out there, you know, something just stirs you up inside step out of that comfort zone and take a risk and you know what i love about this is that it's all in the spirit of thank you yeah it's the largest energy and vibration on the planet that yeah. level of thank you thank you susan for everything please give out your website again it's livingyourgifts.com and Dr. Pat, as always, so grateful. And I'm grateful to my community. A shout out to my community who hear me talk about all this way too much and stand by <laughs> my side. So thank you so much. Yeah, we're going to keep talking. We are. And I'm Dr. Pat. If you want to find out about me, go over to the drpatshow.com. Uh, pretty soon you're going to see some other things. But right now, if you've missed any part of this, you'll get to hear it later on today. And it will be available for you to download, subscribe to, all of the above. Much love to you, Susan. Thank you. You too. Thank you. You've been listening to Living Your Gifts, ancient applications for modern times. Now go out and face the world with your powerful, unique self. You get to be you. Now that is radical. Show the world what you learned and help make it a little bit better each and every day. To learn more about me, please visit www.livingyourgifts.com. That's livingyourgifts.com.